This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Every Tuesday at 6 o'clock during the football season, it's time for TD Tuesday. And here they are now with the final edition of the NFL regular season. Woolchuck and Chia Fala. Oh, how sweet it is. I have scoured the regular season audio bonanza, and we might even have some national championship calls for you as well. Oh, I love big natties. Because it is time for another edition of TD Tuesday. Boom shakalak. Boom shakalak. Boom shakalak. TD Tuesday shakalak. And we found out today as Cowboys Nation on Twitter. Trayvon Diggs, big fan, TD Tuesday. Watch those likes. Watch those likes. Not private. Did you guys see that? No. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs, just go just go Twitter, Trayvon Diggs likes, and you'll get a good laugh. He pulled a, uh, who's the most recent? Uh, Doc. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull the, pull, pull the Doc. Doc! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's liking some adult content. He, he's a gotcha. big fan. NSFW. Uh, oh, but it miss, is a TD Tuesday. Miss Be Nasty. Oh, oh Miss Be Nasty is the plug. See, it's not actually her. Respect to her. But if you go in her comments on TD Tuesday, it's mad girls around the internet through our OnlyFans that are showing off their TDs as advertisement oh. for you to get to the OnlyFans. So she's like hey. an I save it every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they like six points as well. Yeah. Well, Miss B Nasty, you just got yourself a follow. <laughs> okay, very good. Here we go. TD number one. Thank the you, final Trayvon regular season TD Tuesday. Props to being single. We head to Tampa bay where it's brady to kyle rudolph the red-nosed reindeer shotgun snap brady throws toward the end zone that's kyle rudolph touchdown tampa bay where have you been number nine what a great throw by brady i, I will say i'm kind of looking forward to catching up with uh with him on the pregame assuming we get him gene uh, deckroff gene gene Gene, Gene, Gene loves him some Buccaneers. Now. You get Gene to fire them. Some Gene. Oh, we're going to beat you, gosh. Oh, I just hope we put Kyle the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer <laughs> in his damn place. I don't want a single Brady TD. I like Broadus's impression of this guy. Man. One more time, ice. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> fire the cannons. Tom Brady, where you, where you been? <laughs> it's better than Zart Davis. Or, yeah. yeah. Al Davis. Al Davis. Not even. But I, the thing is, oh, like, let's go, Al. No, no, no. It's the thing. <laughs> we've had we've had some really really great people all year long in the pregame show. We've got to interview, and yeah, Gene. Gene. He he is all about like everybody else. Is like, oh well, you guys got a great team and all that. Gene will tell you your team sucks, <laughs> and he, and he will go right and like well, we're going to beat you today because you know, he'll go in all. So that. you think we'll get a Gene just basically saying, hey, your team sucks right now. We're going to kick your ass. He will. He will. He will do that. Get ready on Monday night. He will. He will. If he's paying attention, he will. What do you think Al Davis <laughs> would say about our Dallas Cowboys right now? Oh, you guys aren't very good on defense. I can't see you. You know, you're, you when you talk about uh, throwing the football, you can't protect. You can't run. 
when I was with the Raiders, we threw the ball down the field all the time. We were so good at it. You guys are awful. <laughs> I love it. I love when you do the Al Davis. Dude, Al Davis is great. Al Davis, I think his biggest criticism would not be having Turpin on the field at all times. Oh, yeah. Like he'd he would want Turpin. Want Turpin. Our, our, our coaches yeah. are they're idiots. To be CD Your flanker. They, they, yeah. They're such idiots. This Turpin, I, I found him myself. I was watching the USFL games one time and at home. Saw him. <laughs> said, Reminded me of Darius Hayward Bay. I called up, I called up Broadus. I said, what are you doing, you idiots? You're not watching these USFL games? I said, Mr. Davis, I, I, what, you're not watching? Have you seen this Turpin kid play? He's so damn good. What are you doing? Why do I even have you working here? You need to pack your stuff and go home. You, you can't be a Raider. Yeah. You're not a Raider. Kelly Moore would not be here anymore. You can't be a Raider. You can't be a Raider. You don't know what you don't know what you're looking at with these players. Why am I the only one scouting here? The rest of you are idiots. <laughs> well, from the Raiders, let's go to the Falcons. Desmond Ritter to the touchdown maker. Play fake Ritter looking to his right, running to his right. Desmond at the five, flips it in zone. Caught. The touchdown maker, Michael Pruitt. First career touchdown pass for Desmond Ritter. Congratulations to Ritter, but I never knew that Michael Pruitt was the touchdown maker. The touchdown maker. I think we got confused. I, mean, I, I think we so. got a little confused there. Learned something happen. new. Lost yeah. in the yeah. sauce there. Yeah. Final, yeah. final game I of the season. Maybe who is was, the touchdown maker yeah, on the Falcons? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is it? Is it Tyler Algier? Yeah, I mean, is it Cordero Patterson? I don't know what we're doing there. Who the hell is their starting receivers? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, you, I don't know. Al Davis doesn't know. You're fired. You're uh, fired, Brian. You're awful at he's scouting. He's a great player. I see why the, <laughs> Cowboys, the, the Cowboys fired you, too. I just see why now. <laughs> Let's head up to Orchard Park, where it's Bills and Patriots. Mac Jones to Devontae Parker, finding themselves in the end zone. Jones is back. Hit as he throws a long ball up for Parker. Devontae and makes the catch. Touchdown. He comes down in the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Zolak, man. Zolak was so excited. He is excited, man. And I love I love him. Well, Patriots. Have to be. Every time the Patriots score a touchdown, it is like a historical moment oh, based is. on the play callers that they have. No doubt. But 10 of 11 <laughs> was uh, Mac Jones on play action in that game. Mm. I saw a little nugget while NFL Live was on. Wonder if that's something that uh, Mike McDaniel will try and draw, but Tua still not out of concussion protocol, so I don't know who the hell is going to start. If it's Skylar Thompson again, they have no shot. We should Dan all take Marino. The bills. I heard Dan. Dan, Dan Marino. Laces out, Dan. Dan would have a better chance than Skylar Thompson. Yeah, Skylar that Thompson dude was just bad. running for his life all game. Horrible. He wears so does his Tua, eye black. So does Tua have one of these like Eric Lindros perma concussions yeah, now? They're they're so scared yeah. to even put him out there. He might just need to retire. Yeah, they're so scared. They just don't want to ever. Expose him. It all goes. Anymore, it yeah. all goes back to his fingers on primetime football. Yeah. The only game in the world. It's Cincinnati early in the season. People haven't gotten that image out of their minds about Tua. Yeah, because that was, was scary. It his was head. When he, that Green Bay game, though, the last one. It's when smacked. his head hit the turf, it smacked. It did. It smacked. He's just too small, and every time he gets hit, it's a big hit. It looks. It looks brutal. <laughs> he needs like neck uh, strengthening steroids. I don't a lot of exercises. <laughs> he needs something, man. Uh, Let's go to Buffalo. What a scene it was. Opening kickoff. Nobody 
circles the wagons like the Buffalo, the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. Oh, he's got a lot of work to do. Not a crowd pleaser there. Now, I will say. And we did have a fill-in. Yeah, this was. Yeah, we have a, we had a, Was this the B obviously. team or was this just like a celebrity shot? Just situation. for play-by-play. Play. This, this one, yeah. We got a situation where what uh, our guy uh, got uh, had a heart attack, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate. My gosh, I didn't Miller, even realize it Mueller, was because of that. Uh, what's it, what's my guy's name up there? I'm just Bueller? I think it was a Miller. I think it is a Miller. Yeah. What team? John Murphy. Uh, is this the new guy, John Murphy? So it was Miller time. Yeah. Okay. My well, gosh. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it here. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. It was Chris Brown filling in with Eric Wood. It was not John Murphy. It was yeah, not but Mur- John it was Murphy not the, yeah, got sick. It was not yeah. Murphy's pizza. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah. Okay. Very good. We go to Minnesota. Alexander Madison, one yard from the end zone. Could he find it? Of course he could. Mullins rushes right up there again. He's going to hand it to Madison, left side. Alex leaves his feet into the end zone. Touchdown. Alexander Madison with a daily double. A couple of rushing touchdowns. And the Minnesota Vikings lead 22-6. We have not only one, but we have two individuals on the truckwreck.com fan text alleging that Brian Broaddus' Al Davis sounds like a stoned Christopher Walken, and then no. another person just saying, like Christopher Walken. Hey. Um, no, that's how Al Davis, seriously, I mean. That's kind of how he sounded. Yeah. When, when he, I sat in an interview with him for almost five hours, and those, and that's exa- that's why I sat, and I was just mesmerized by Lou. He's like, what did you do with the Cowboys? Were you uh, a pro scout? How did you? Uh, you know, and that's that's how he talks. And seriously, I mean, he's I just, a Christopher Walken. sat there and like, yeah, Christopher Walken. There he's pretty is. good. I like Christopher Walken. Cha-ching, the Daily Double. We now go to the Bengals. And a fumble recovery by former Texas Longhorn, Joseph Asai. Third down and nine from the sixth. Empty backfield. Whoa. Brown's going to throw from the Finish. end zone. Oh. Hit and brought down. Throw is the ball. The ball <laughs> comes down. out. Recovered for a touchdown. The Bengals knock it away. Trey Hendrickson stripped it away from Anthony Brown. Our guy, he's stepping all over the call. You don't know what's going on. Oh, ball's out. Touchdown. It's just amazing, man. I love the Bengals crew. Speaking of amazing, the incompetence of the Houston Texans winning a game (laughs) that they need to lose. It was the, the... Double middle finger is what it was from yeah. Lovey Smith on his way out. Okay, you can fire me, but you're not going to have the number one overall pick. Thanks to Davis Mills in his neck, finding Jordan Atkins 30 yards out with 58 seconds remaining. Here's the snap. Davis looking. He scrambles out to the right. Got to get rid of it. Throws it to the end zone and caught it. Jordan Akins. My goodness. On fourth and 20, Akins with the catch. Mm. The excitement. Then they had to go for two. They get the two-point conversion. They didn't have to go Boo-boo. for two. They decided to go for and two. I loved it. Because Lovey Smith wanted to stick it to the man. Hey, you're an NFL team. You play to win the game. And they did. One of my favorite things about uh, Sunday's pregame show, certainly not my own performance, but it was just brought us the whole time railing against Houston and how they were trying to win the football game. Oh, come on. It was so I was. fun. It was so fun. Is it clear who the best quarterback is, Caleb, Caleb Williams, going number one? 
Oh, he, no, he's, no, he's, he's, he's a year he's away. He's a year oh, away. He's a year yeah, away. It'll be Bryce Young. Bryce Young and yeah. Stroud are the three big dogs, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And then you got Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Don't worry about McKee, the Stanford guy. He's not any good. Nick, oh, he's not good at all. Not good. No. Uh, that, guy, that guy's ass, yeah. my dude. Yeah. All right, let's go to TCU. Yes. Our guy, Brian yes. Estridge. Yes. One final time. Take it away, Brian. Max in the shotgun. Johnston. They fake it to him. Max keeps and will score. Touchdown, Duncan. Max walks in unscathed. Ninth rushing touchdown of the year for Duggan. The only uh, TCU natty TD we could that get. Boy, in our we were face thinking, today. all right, we're back in it, baby. Ten to seven, <laughs> we got ourselves a game. Yeah, you felt good there. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. They're not perfect either. A little blown coverage there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're cooking. Yeah. You know. Here we go. Sure, there's more of this to come. Yeah. No the, uh, we've uh, TCU had been coming from behind all season long and finding victories. Uh, yeah. And so you thought that might have been the start of it. It certainly was not. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Sam Ellinger to Mo Alley Cox. Looks left. Hangs in the pocket. Fires in the end zone. Wide open. A touchdown. Mo Alley Cox. Colts have the lead. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. I-N-D-Y. Not for Indy, long. Indy, Indy, Indy. <laughs> not for long. No. All right. Let's go to Georgia. Uga. Stetson Bennett to Lad McConkey. We're on the uh, TCU 14-yard line. Bennett to throw, lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding <laughs> catch in the right corner. Touchdown! <laughs> that was the most fun of their calls. I mean, yeah, I had a lot to choose from there, but that was the most fun. You could have had a whole show with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> got on his donkey. Got on his donkey. Yeah. That was a good All one. All right. Man. We've had quite crew. a few... Are people just saying, like, okay, it's the last game of the season. Let's just throw caution to the wind. Yeah, like the North Carolina State guy that Lucius played for us earlier when he was well, talking about it. The, the aliens. Sun Bowl. That was, a, that was a little nuts. That was a bit of an issue. Yeah. Okay, let's go Kenny Pickett to Pickens to Pickett to Pickens one more time. Pickett throws it down the middle. Touchdown, George Pickens. Pickett to Pickens. Up 31 out. And the Steelers in position to tie it up. Pickett to Pickens is fun. If yeah. you're a, if you're a Steelers fan, are we feeling good about the future here? Is Pickett the guy? Pickett, I tell you Pickett what, Pickett with man. his gloves on. And nah, you know what? I I was kind of okay with him. I was okay. I I didn't. He scared me a little bit. But man, I'll tell you All what, right. he is tough. Tough as nails. I'll tell you now, it's George big, Pickens. I mean, he's no Sam real. Howell. No, George Pickens is real now. That cat Pickens is legit. Yeah. It's How real. about bleeping Mike Tomlin getting it done again though? Oh, yeah. I like said today, nine and eight. I, I said this morning on uh, on, uh, the, on when I was with the Cowboys down there uh, on the the Cowboys break that I thought that Mike Tomlin's the best coach in the NFL. He is unbelievable. Never had did, a losing does, record. What he does every it's and amazing. this year with that team, amazing. What he does, incredible. That team was four and eight. Yeah, they win their last five to get to a, a winning record. Yeah. And if things had a broken right, they'd have been in the playoffs. Unbelievable job. All right, Russell Wilson uh, finding himself a baddie. Wilson takes the snap, looks left, now throws a ball that is caught. This is Tyler Batty. Batty down the east side, west sideline. Batty to the end zone. He stayed in bounds, didn't he? Touchdown, Denver. Wow, bro. East side, west side? You got a Batty in that, on that team? You got a Batty. My gosh. Did Russell Wilson get more touchdowns than he has bathrooms? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. It's uh, no longer a good bit. No, I mean it's still a good bid. I mean, ultimately they paid the him final a bleep tally? ton of money. I, I think it's I think the final tally is fourteen Russell Wilson oh, touchdowns. He's okay. got twelve bathrooms. You guys could confirm that for me, but I think the one to Batty there made it fourteen for old uh, for old Mister Hunt. Yeah, he had a three touchdown game, so he went to sixteen. 
Yeah. He ended up having oh, 16, 16. For, the, for the year. Yeah, yeah. a good game at the end. Man, that Russell Wilson, man. He's starting to really get on fire. Oh, and the season's over. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Oh, your coach is fired, by the way. Here we go. San Francisco, Brock oh. Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. Let's all get wasted. Purdy back on third down and four. Screen out to McCaffrey. Blocked by Burford. Ten. Cuts back inside five. McCaffrey all the way to the goal line and in. Touchdown! San Francisco! Oh, I gotta love it. Now let's go back to the Rams and we got a 2-2 siding. Mayfield, play fakes. It's an end-around toss. 2-2 Atwell. He's got the edge. He's got the 10. He's got a Touchdown! Turbo 2-2! Touchdown, L.A. Turbo 2-2. Or McConkey Donkey. What do we like better? <laughs> I kind of like the McConkey Donkey. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's still By the winner. far. Lad yeah. McConkey. How about Such that? Such a great name. Stetson Bennett the 15th to Lad McConkey. <laughs> couple of lacrosse players. <laughs> pretty incredible. Yeah, Phil's kid. On the football field. Phil's kid? I don't think Gotta so. Be. I don't think so. I, don't, oh. I, I might be wrong about that. I'm not... Let's yeah, let's see about that. Phil McConkey. Yeah, it used to play for the Giants, Giants back in the day. Yeah. I was I looking like for that. a Bavar over there on that team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Gino, it's Eugene to Mr. Lockett. Gino has some time. He's gonna rear back and throw it deep for the end zone. Got a man out there. Reaching out. Thank you, your catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Tyler Lockett. Man, the Seahawks play by play guy has a set of pipes too. That dude. Oh, yeah. That dude's good. Belted out. Yeah. He is. He is very, very good. Got a nice tone to it. Let's go to the Lions, the record breaker for Jamal Williams. We heard the postgame audio yesterday, but here was the touchdown that passed Barry Sanders. Third and goal for the Lions from the six-inch line. Goff out of the gun. Hands to Jamal. This time he's in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. They are back on top. Second of the night for Jamal Williams, 17th of the year, breaking Barry Sanders' all-time franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a single season. Still not as impressive as his post-game interview. No, not at all. Gosh, the 180 he had, that was special. Jamal Williams is a beast. Aaron Rodgers not going to the playoffs, but uh, he did find Paydirt one last time. Rodgers under center, single back offense once again. Dylan the lone setback, fake to Dylan. Rodgers to throw, looking around, throws end zone. Touchdown, Alan Lazard, left side of the end zone, and the Packers are back in front. Could be his last touchdown pass at Lambeau Field as a Packer. Could be. We will see. And we wrap up TD Tuesday, the only touchdown from our Dallas Cowboys. They had one? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was Prescott to C.D. Lamb. I'm with you, Lucius. I don't think they deserve for us to play it. Snap is back. Four-man rush. Throws it in the end zone. Caught for a touchdown. C.D. Lamb. That one was a bullet. That was a strike. 15 yards to Lamb. Thank you very much, Brad Sham. That's another edition of TD Tuesday in the books. I love it. Thank you, Wolchuk Chiafalo, every Tuesday during the NFL season. Do we get a postseason edition on this Hell as well? yeah, we oh, do. Man. All right, come back next Tuesday. Hopefully we, we're reliving the glory of some, <laughs> some, some uh, CD TDs and uh, a playoff victory. It is time for the C-note. Another sign of pressure building on Dak to lead this team on a run. That's next in the G-Bag Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you've had an outstanding day out there. And you're ready for some Cowboys news because we have the C-Note here, the Cowboys News of the Evening. Segments brought to you by Soda. That is state-of-the-art. It's also brought to you by the Frankels. Yeah, if, uh, I think there will be less big company trucks on the road because of gas prices. Think again. And those big trucks have insurance companies to protect them. So get the representation that won't settle for less. It is the Frankels over there at truckwreck.com. Uh, Jerry Jones made a, uh, a bunch of news uh, earlier when uh, he joined Sean and RJ and and Bobby. He said, um, you know, he does believe in momentum, but he said he can't tell you how much the Cowboys just need to come out and physically win this game. Uh, the mental stuff is secondary right now when it comes to the ability to win blocks and make tackles and, and play the game of football. That's what they need to reestablish. And, um, you know, it's up to you to decide if, if you think they are going to be able uh, to do that. He's not worried about the DAC turnovers. He does have confidence in his approach and, you know, talked about Dak's history and, you know, how for a long time in his career he has been turnover averse and does believe that he'll get that, uh, that uh, figured out. And that's where I want to segue here into the C note here, our, our Cowboys news of the evening. Um, and we go to uh, the Dallas Morning News. We have a hot take alert here. JJT coming in hot. Why Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott needs a legacy-building win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. His lead saying legendary Dallas quarterbacks win in the postseason, and the narrative around Prescott may hang in the balance on Monday. I assume he'll get more chances to win in the playoffs, but there's, what, two years left on his contract, and, you know, things can happen. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure beyond this year what the Dak future looks like with the Cowboys. He's, he's done a lot of great things. But I do find it interesting that the pressure might be mounting because, you know, there's a lot of agree-disagree that, that happens on how good Dak is. But I've never felt like the pressure has really mounted on his shoulders to perform like it, it might be going into this game. Chiafala, what do you think about that topic? Uh, you, 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 might be, you might be right, like in comparison to Romo. Like it felt like more was on Romo than than Dak. Dak gets a ton of hate, but it is you start to get into legacy conversations now when you're seven years in and you've yeah, got around thirty. Very very little in terms of playoff success, and that ultimately becomes the barometer for for any quarterback. What type of playoff and, and postseason success did you have? And to this point, he really doesn't have any. So I think this is the time in the career now where you really start to talk about that. What is your legacy going to be? And is it just going to be a guy who can put up decent amount of numbers, decent amount of wins in the regular season, and then when push comes to, to shove in the postseason, you and your team collapse? He's got one playoff win at home against Seattle. So, I mean, now's the time. He, he, played, he did not play well last year against San Francisco. The whole team started off slowly, and some of that is due to his performance. Absolutely. And, yeah, the defense started slowly as well, and they gave up a couple of big touchdown drives. And, uh, you know, then they corrected things. But there's a lot of pressure on him. And certainly when you're playing against a Tom Brady, it kind of magnifies that. 
because you've got the greatest of all time on the other sideline. And and we know as Cowboy fans, it's like this is a guy that's never lost to the Cowboys. We're, we're going to be thinking about that the entire game. In the fourth quarter, if this is close, what are we going to be thinking about? Crap. Don't leave this thing where final drive, all right, now Tom Brady has a chance with the game on the line to go win this thing. So, I mean, this is huge for Dak's legacy. There's no question about it, and you start to wonder, all right, you, you look at these things, the later quarterbacks get in their career, I mean, how late do quarterbacks get to where they've they've won a Super Bowl? These things kind of are done within the first five to six years if it's going to happen. Otherwise, Tom Brady is like one of the only guys to do it over the age of 30 in right. the modern era. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you, you start to get into rare territory where it's it, it might not be likely to get done. So you've got to capitalize on your chance now while you have it. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, in, in some ways, quarterback is becoming a position that you can play for a long time. But Super Bowl winners over the age of 30 are, are still pretty rare. Where do you think the pressure is on, on Dak and the, and the legacy? Are we already talking about forming those conversations, Brian? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we're all kind of also talking about if they don't get it done, what are you going to do with them kind of thing? You know, I mean, you got a yeah. contract coming up here that you're going to have to talk about here in a couple of years. And I know that we did some radio before the season even started of kind of looking at, you know, with Dak and, and you know, when could you move on if he doesn't have a good year? And we were always talking about, well, if the team doesn't play well and, you know, Mike McCarthy's going to be, it's going to be evaluating the, the coaches is what we thought this year. And then 2023 would be the evaluation of Dak, whether you wanted to move on from 2024. I think it's I think it's super important. I really do. I, I just don't feel like that, you know, you could be a quarterback in this league and especially at a, the, the high profile one like he is and continually get into playoffs and not win. I just don't think you could do that and 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 have confidence in your organization that they're going to keep you around. Do you consider this a good year for Dak? I mean, the picks are there, but I, yeah, a absolutely. bunch of great yeah, statistical yes. data no, is as well. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. we, if we were, if we were, uh, if he didn't have the interceptions right now, we would be talking about man. Look what, look how Dak's playing. Look, yeah. I mean, Dak, like last year at this time, I'm thinking Dak against uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I go, Dallas got the better quarterback. You know, Brady in this situation. I mean, you're, you're really Brady's. Why you're giving Brady Brady the edge is really his legacy of here. I mean, I I know that he's had a ton of attempts. You know, he's got a ton of completions and stuff like that. He's won a Super Bowl and all, but he's still I, having a top ten year. Brady is. Yeah, no, that's but that's what I'm saying though. You're kind of you're you're kind of just you just always going to give Tom Brady the doubt. But with Dak with all these interceptions, you're you can't even like you, you're you're saying well. If the Cowboys lose this game, it might be because of Dak. It's crazy because I, I think that could easily be the case as it was last week and as it probably was against the 49ers, but the statistical argument for him is so compelling. If, I don't know if any team would actually yeah. move on from it if you're like number one in EPA and doing all this fun well, analytical we, stuff. That we, shows the, the interceptions are the one thing that kill any kind of what, – what happens when Dak – they play well, they win. What's the first question? He threw another interception today. Right. You know, it's like he and he knows it. And he's got to the point where he's tried to even like, I know I have to be better. I know. But nobody's asking him a question like, well, you threw for, you know, you threw for this and you had four touchdowns today. hundred percent. They, they, they want to talk about the interception or the two interceptions. And anytime they lose a game, people want to blame Dak. Last week, yes, you can put he that was loss awful. on Dak. He was, he was horrible. Yeah. 
The other losses that they've had, I, I don't think you can look at Dak Prescott and say he's the reason that they've lost the Tampa, game. Tampa. Tampa. Week, week one. one. Oh, week one, sure. He was awful. I, I'm that talking one about too. since he's come back from injury. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, the, t- to me, it's since he's come back from injury, Dak's played really, really well, minus the Washington game. He's had a great year. I would, I would say, even with the interceptions, and I don't think the interceptions are something that will continue. I think the, the, the larger sample of Dak's career is he's a guy that doesn't really throw many interceptions. And I yeah. think when you parse through the interceptions from this year, you see a lot better happenstance and out of Dak's it's, control. Well, but even with the interceptions, I would say this has been, for me, this has been Dak's best year. I think they have actually played against some good defenses yeah. and, and found ways to win. They're not just beating up on a lowly division. The problem with this year is you see two of the worst performances. And I, I, I it's the first game of the season versus Tampa, and it's last week versus Washington. And, and those two lows right there, knowing that you're capable of those lows, I'm not worried about any of the other interceptions in between these two games, but the start of the season and the end of the season were so god-awful bad. How is this How is this a professional, like, worst-in-the-sport type of games? Yeah. And you are still, Dak, at seven years into this thing and all the money they pay you, and as good as you can be in between, you are still capable of these ultra-lows and that, to me, is just the biggest heartbreak. The fact that you're capable of doing what you did the the other day and then versus Tampa in week one, I almost don't care about anything else in between. And it's a shame because everything else in between, in my opinion, is the best version well, of Dak we've ever seen. How about in a game, and you could call it whatever you want because until Philadelphia won that game, it was a must-win game, right? If you wanted a chance to, to be mm-hmm. a, a better seating or win the division – in a must-win game, played like terribly, terrible, and, and that's that, an and understatement. That's, that's the thing that you worry about. You're like going, okay, th- Dallas needed this game to have any shot, yeah, any shot to win the division or maybe even get the number one seed if things broke the right way. But he in in a, in a game that you had to have that it, that that was it was shocking how bad he was. He was bad, yeah. I mean, he it, was. like I said, if you told me. If you told me that Sam Howell was I, – I would have said Sam Howell, I mean, as much as I love Sam Howell, if he had Dak Prescott's game the other day, I would have said, well, that's what happens to a rookie quarterback. Sure. Yeah, in his yeah. first game the ever. first game, he's sure. not going to read. He's just going to randomly throw the ball. He's just going to try and fit it into some tight windows that he shouldn't do. He he played like, like I thought Sam Howell would potentially play. well he pl- so he played 12 games um you know he had five games with multiple picks and you had three games if you include Houston that were really really bad so that's one out of every four games that's bad yeah, yeah but that's just that's just that's assuming that multiple picks in a game just chalks it up to bad games see I, I wouldn't do that I would say you still scored a ton of points and outside of those interceptions you were fantastic Minus yeah. maybe the Texans game, but I mean, go look at the games. Jacksonville throws multiple picks. Well, and, he was pretty and dang the unbelievable. The second pick definitely is not jump. on him, right? Like right. the second pick bounces off Noah Brown. The supporting cast should be factored in as well. It's not the multiple interception games. You know, it's the fact that you can do what you did against Tampa in Week One and what you that you're capable of being that bad like you were against Washington. Right. And it's hard to harp on the Week One game. You're playing with a rookie left me, tackle making his debut. It is, in my opinion, it is. It's Week One. It's the first game of the season. First game he's coming back off of that injury. There's a lot that goes into that as to why I think that game was as bad as it was. First game coming back from what injury? 
from uh, the, it's the first game of the season. You have a first the the left tackle is making his rookie debut. Off season last year, you had all kinds of different injuries. You had the shoulder stuff that was going on. He had soldier's shoulder surgery in the off season. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I think any one game wouldn't be the concern. It's how it's the percentage of games. Right. That if it's, you have this level of but, game in the playoffs, we're done. Yeah. And I don't think 25 percent is like something I can next live with. Week, then we we got a problem. Okay, so we could have we a, a problem, problem with these huge stats and this good season that he's had. I think the Cowboys who like to play things safe. We'll just continue to look at the positive and hope the negative goes away because the alternative might be a bad quarterback for a, a, a long time. And I, you know, I think a lot of fans would be willing to deal with that uncertainty. I just don't think the Joneses are because they know this is a guy that can win a lot in the regular season and continue to put you in the postseason. Okay, elsewhere here in the C note, uh, blogging the boys writing the Cowboys' playoff hopes may center. On uh, on Tyler Biotish, the Cowboys need to have him. Can he? How much of this can he fix? Well, it moves everybody back. It moves everybody back. It moves it moves McGovern back to left guard. It moves Tyler Smith back to left tackle. Is what it does. I mean, uh, the Terrence Steele has been the issue. I mean, Terrence Steele leaving Biotish is in there, and the offensive the, line and the running the most, game has gone to bleep. I'd the, rather have Steele back than Biotish. Hundred percent at this yeah, point. The, the most shocking yeah. thing is how yeah, what a struggle it has been for. For Tyron Smith. Yeah. That's absolutely. the most shocking thing right now. Okay. On Mike McCarthy, Jerry saying he has a lot of other stuff to evaluate Mike on, and this is not a winner else situation. And I, I agree on that. It does get interesting, though, when you include the Dan Quinn angle. How would the Cowboys approach that? I think they would go with status quo and what's safe, and they'd stick with Mike McCarthy. Unless but, it's such an offensive disaster. I mean, there is a picture you could paint. Where, where Monday night's so bad, the offense is so bad, whatever level of game management issues are so bad, and uh, and maybe it's not so much on I think, the defense. I think like it the comes, defense is the only redeeming quality about the game. I could see that. You lose this game because of a, of a head coaching decision, then that now, be now, hard to come back now all bets are off, and now you're sitting there looking at, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to put Dan Quinn in there? We don't want to lose Dan. If you look at Dan's contract, I guarantee you it's almost like he's a head coach. They were, they were the way they're compensating Okay, him. so they were ready to let him go last year after Mike McCarthy could be, you know, he, he, he lost in a very disappointing fashion. Yeah. You know, so that situation is going to happen again. This time, will they say, after a better year for Mike McCarthy, no. You know, I, I'm just saying, the, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think they let Mike McCarthy go. Yeah. But, but it might be if it's if if they do it, it's probably for Dan Quinn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it has to be some kind of catastrophic thing that happens in the game where we can't do this again. I totally hear you on that. I think that's a great point. Uh, and then to reset the 440, I, I think this is really important information for setting expectations. And maybe you're against the spread activities. I don't know. I just want to look out for you with this PSA. The Buccaneers are six and one on the year when Hicks and Vea play together. And I'm not Jeez. saying that that's an end all, be all, but this team is getting both their left and right tackles back and two thirds of their defensive line back. Yeah. Um, as they come into this game. So whatever struggles they've had, I don't know. Maybe they continue if they don't have a center. 
like Jensen and their backup still might not be able to play. So there are a couple of things in there. Shaq Barrett, their best pass rusher, still out, you know, and is not coming back until next year. So there's some opportunities, and Tampa's not a world beater, but I think this is going to be the best version of Tampa maybe that's played all year. Certainly well, the since week one, I mean, when they had everybody was healthy. Yeah. You know? That since 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 week one, the yeah. thing I think that struggle with they've struggled with the most is that is their health. Okay, D. Ware tomorrow at four o'clock. We'll cross talk with the Get Right coming up next to the Nation. Welcome back, G. Back Nation. Uh, Get Right's coming up here in just a moment. Rockwall Heath head football coach John Harrell placed on administrative leave here. Story in the morning newspaper posted thirty two minutes ago. Multiple players hospitalized after a workout last Friday where they were tasked with doing 400 push-ups without rest. A Heath parent who didn't want to be identified said her son has been hospitalized and diagnosed with that robnomyelitis that happens when you keep working beyond failure. And you're like, I got to do it. The coach says I got to do it. My muscles like aren't working. Body cramps kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 400 ex- push-ups is... As unrealistic as anything could ever be. Yeah, but does that not sound like a high school football coach to you? And that's not me, you know, making light of that and saying that it's right. That's look, it's it's the reason why the accountability of that position is such a big one. Of like that high school, college, like the authority structure is one that those dudes, like we are everybody tells them they got to listen to this person no matter what the circumstance is, whether your body is telling you to stop. And that's yeah. why it's so important for you as the adult in the room to be an adult. And in got that it. instance, you absolutely weren't. Yeah, and I think a, a lot of coaches really, you know, they want toughness, but when their schemes or their coaching fails, a lot of times they put it on the kids not being tough enough or not wanting it enough, and we're like, we're going to teach them how to really desire it. And it's like, well, no, they actually just need how to know how to block better, the footwork better, you know, maybe, I don't know, get some better talent, you know, um, but it's tough. Maybe some I, better coaching. Yes, better coaching. <laughs> uh, they did go out in, in the second round of this year after a 7-5 and five season. It was his first year as head coach, so maybe he was looking to take Jeez. them to the next level. And he massively messed up. I, I don't think you can let a guy have the job back, no. you know, a, after something like that where multiple kids were hospitalized. That's real serious, and I would just have, have an issue with judgment at that point. Again, D. Ware coming up tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Reggie and KG coming up at 7 here tonight. Gentlemen, what do you have planned for the show? The Athletics, John Mashota at 7.20. And uh, we're going to talk a little Mavs. Uh, Mavs midseason grades as they, have, as they get ready to take on the Los Angeles Clippers in, uh, in Tinseltown tonight. Luca's good to go. And uh, Paul George will not be playing tonight, though, oh, for, cool. the, for the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, good. So. Man, it's, if it's not one, it's the other out there with the Clippers. I, I did see Kawhi Leonard is up to like 36, 38 minutes per night. So... Um, but they've lost four in a row, you know, and, and they're back at 500 now. So an interesting opportunity tonight for the Mavs maybe to get a, a dub against a, a pretty dang good team out there in the Clippers. What uh, what trade rumor are you guys most excited about right now when it comes to the Mavs? To be honest, I'm not too charged up about, you know, a couple of the rumored ones. Um you know, the THJ to the Cleveland Cavaliers, possibly in exchange for someone like Karis LeVert, who's on an expiring contract. And the other kind of major one, the, you know, Bogdanovich rumors with him coming from Detroit to Dallas. I'm just not necessarily thrilled about the idea. While, yes, Bogdanovich is a good shooter, kind of a revolving door on defense. Yeah. But he's 33. Playmaker. Yeah, but, and he's, but he's 33. And How different is that from the rest of your team? Well, that's my point. Like okay. the, uh-huh. the timeline, I don't think necessarily – I don't like the timeline for where he would fit based on what this team is. And if you're going to take a swing with some capital – 
I would want that to be with someone who is going to provide a little bit more of an impact, possibly as a co-star. So marginally, marginally getting better, I don't think should be the name of the game right now for the Mavericks. Either of those blow your skirt up, Reg? Uh, I like, uh, this is Bogdan, right? Bogdan, no, this is Boyan. Boyan. Bogdan is yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, I do this every time. It's That's literally right. which is funny because Chris likes the other one. He likes well, the one in Atlanta. But Boyan's got broads in Atlanta. I have seen both, mm. but I think the Detroit one's more likely. Right, unrelated, now. by the way. Uh, no, I, I like Bogdanovich quite a bit. Bogdanovich is kind of like I don't remember exactly where, so don't you know what I mean? But it like confused. in that area of the world, it's kind of like Smith. Yeah. So you know what okay. I mean? Like at that it. point, yeah. you end up with folks that are not related with a similar name. Um, sorry, that was quite a detour. I like Bogdanovich quite a bit for the reasons I was talking about. This is a guy that can get his own shot and get shots for others, like and especially in a bench type role. He can run your offense. And when they take the Bertans contract, if, they, if you can do that too, I don't know they're what they're going to want to pick. Probably right. Yeah, yeah that's the thing pick. is they're absolutely going to want draft capital. I where's where's Detroit at in their rebuild? To like, are they on the taking cap or taking cap space? They, got they, they took New York. Space? They took everyone right. in New York's yeah. Con- sure bad so yeah. They're still tearing so down sure, yeah. and they're yeah. hurt and this year's done. Thanks so much, guys. Here comes Reggie and KG. They get right. 7 to 11. Thanks to Carter Freeman. Luke, just Alexander in the Pimp Cup. Brian brought us, of course, Woolchuck and Chia follow. I'm Gavin Dawson. To tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the nation. At ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.